Tim's News Explosion. 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 Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's Tim's News Explosion on this Monday, the 5th of June, 2023. We are live tonight on the Wilmsfront YouTube channel, the Wilmsfront Odyssey channel. I couldn't get the Wilmsfront Rumble channel to stream this week. I tried to put in the new stream keys just as the show was starting to count down, uh, but unfortunately I couldn't get it in time. Uh, but it was a, I got good views on my first Rumble Rumble stream last week, so it's a bit disappointing, uh, but uh, the show goes on. Hello to everyone in the live chat. And remember, as always, uh, you can join on Entropy. We can send myself a direct question or even better yet, send through a super chat to support Unshackled Productions. Not just uh, this program, but uh, of course the Unshackled as a whole as well. It is 8.30 p.m. here in Melbourne, Victoria, where we had two after earthquakes, after last uh, Sunday night's uh, Sunbury earthquake, uh, which was uh, 3.88 magnitude. Uh, so on Tuesday, there was a, a 2.3 magnitude afterquake in the outer northwestern suburb of Croydon. And then there was a, on Saturday, a 2.3 magnitude afterquake on the Mornington Peninsula. Uh, so I think this is the first time we've had, because obviously we had a, the, the big earthquake uh, which was uh, over five on the the, the Richter scale in uh, September 2021, uh, uh, which was up near Mansfield. We didn't have any aftershocks then, but we've had two so far, but it's quite incredible. I, I'm in the, uh, the the Frankston Morning Peninsula area, but I didn't feel the the quake. I definitely felt the, the one in uh, 2021, that's for sure. Now, it, there was an after effect of uh, Dan Andrews' uh, state budget uh, last week uh, where he announced increases in payroll uh, tax and also uh, lowered the threshold for paying land tax. And he also announced that he would be removing the exemptions for uh, private schools to... Uh, private schools, they would have to start paying payroll tax, uh, but uh, he backed away from that at a, uh, when he was, uh, when he was uh, before a public accounts uh, committee after there was so much backlash uh, from uh, private schools, including probably the Catholic schools where Dan Andrews uh, sends his children, because remember he says that he's a practicing uh, Catholic 
I noticed that there's not uh, there's, there's a few uh, comments in the 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 live chat because I'm back on the Wilmsfront uh, channel. It it takes a, it takes a while for uh, people to, to to filter back into the the other uh, channels. So if you can just because I I often to to make sure that the show is running smooth, smoothly, rely on your your feedback. Uh, so if you're in the the chat, uh, please. Uh, Go, uh, uh, punch punch through a few uh, comments uh, to just so I know that everything's uh, going going smoothly. Now, last week uh, we had uh, Dan's goons, uh, otherwise known as uh, Victoria Police, uh, for some bizarre reason. A uh, well, clearly they are tone deaf. Uh, decided to post to all of their social medias, advertisements uh, for a Victoria Police career in the public order response team. Uh, so it says, can you spot the difference? And obviously they chose a female officer. That's her in a normal Victoria Police clothing. And then it has her on the right in her port right gear uh, so it says you've seen their cars rolling through the cbd and around town when attending events you mean uh, crushing uh, dissent uh, during the lockdown but do you know what they do uh, yes we do know what they do so it's hashtag police careers port community policing Responsible for public order events, incidents, both planned and unplanned. There's no such thing as a boring day in the office for our public order response team. Uh, well, you certainly find ways to entertain yourselves by uh, pepper spraying, or, or it's up in New South Wales, they, they use the taser. Exposed to a range of jobs, they often work alongside other units, air wing, mounted branch statewide, often on the move, members are required to complete extra levels of fitness training and courses. Do you think you've got what it takes more about career pathways at Victoria Police? So answers are helmet, body armor, and mask. And obviously here are some highlights uh, from the, the port activities during lockdown. You can, well, I, it wasn't port that uh, handcuffed uh, Zoe Bueller in her home when she was pregnant. Uh, for att uh, for attempting to organize an anti-lockdown protest in Ballarat in 2020. It wasn't a, it was just an ordinary police officer who choked that woman for not wearing a, a mask, but it was the public order response team that pepper knocked down and pepper sprayed that uh, old uh, grandma. There's the Victoria police with uh, rubber bullets and they're, Obviously, they fired them at the shrine, and then there's body slamming someone to the the ground there. And not surprisingly, a Victoria Police uh, they limited replies on their Twitter and Facebook because they were getting so much backlash uh, too. Well, people were just holding them to account. This is what uh, Port has has been uh, for the past uh, three years in uh, Victoria. Uh, now, of course, a, a Victoria police, uh, they, they, are they were at the, the front line of enforcing uh, Dan's edicts uh, during the, 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 the lockdown 
pandemic years, but also uh, Vic Rhodes. Uh, they uh, they do not want uh, number plates uh, that uh, are against uh, their dear leader. Uh, so a caller, Peter, who has, he, he got the, the personalized number plates, Dan, out. And he's been told that uh, Vic Rhodes have now deemed them inappropriate. And so uh, he's been told his registration would be suspended and then cancelled if he didn't hand in the number plates by today, uh, the 5th of June. Now, Danger Dan, uh, one of my favourite uh, satirists of, a, of not just uh, the absolute state of Victoria, but the absolute uh, state of Australia, uh, had some uh, suggestions uh, for other uh, Victorian number plates. Uh, so there is uh, 801 deaths uh, linked to the uh, linked to people dying with COVID from the hotel quarantine outbreak in 2020. Dan stares, red shirt, Dan's debt, and I back Dan. Or the it seems to be his personalized favorite there, Dan T-Bone, uh, which of course is uh, what uh, the well, what the the Andrews family claimed happened to their car uh, when that uh, when they crashed into that. Uh, cyclist uh, back in uh, 2013. Yes, it is petty, but uh, you don't. Uh, yeah, uh, the the government agencies in Victoria, you don't you don't question the the dear leader leader James Boone said. I went to Melbourne last week. Did not like it. Solar City dance union thugs on every corner, standing in front of huge corporate uh, buildings. So, well, Dan's uh, big build. Uh, it's it's it certainly created a a lot of unionized jobs uh, that for sure his uh, uh, metro tunnel his signature uh, project uh, which is uh, due to begin operation in 2024 or 25 uh, has uh, has it's been uh, revealed uh, that there have been rorts uh, by uh, companies and uh, well not which uh, I'm sure doesn't surprise. A lot of us, uh, given that there have been cost blowouts in the the several billion, that's just one project there. Now, going national, uh, obviously the 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 cost of living uh, it's it's the, the it, it's certainly higher in Victoria because uh, you get you are taxed more in Victoria. Victorians are the 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 most taxed. Uh, Australian state, well, its uh, residents are, uh, but uh, nationally, uh, inflation is still rampant. Uh, so, so the inflation figures uh, to the end of April uh, this year for the previous 12 months, 6.8%. Uh, so you can guarantee an interest rate rise tomorrow when the Reserve Bank of Australia meets uh, for its monthly meeting. The Fair Work Commission last week ruled that Australia's minimum wage will increase by 8.6%. Award workers will get a 5.75% pay boost. So this means the new national minimum wage will be $23.23 per hour and $882.80 based on a 38 our week, uh, which is compared to the minimum wages in the the rest of the world, that's still 
pretty good. Uh, though obviously we have a high cost of living here with well the 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 cost of a of a home and uh, also rent quite high as well. And uh, the fact that uh, the uh, the Albanese government is opening up uh, the floodgates uh, to around about uh, 600,000 migrants over the next uh, two years. Uh, there is no way that in the short term that uh, uh, supply is going to keep up with uh, demand, even if the 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 NIMBYs in the, the inner suburbs of Melbourne, Sydney and Brisbane uh, are all uh, bulldozed. Uh, so when the Reserve Bank Governor uh, Philip Lowe appeared uh, before the uh, the uh, Senate estimates, uh, this uh, was some of the advice that he gave uh, Australians uh, to economise on housing and the cost of living. Work harder, spend less and live with your parents longer. They're some of the suggestions to get ahead from the Reserve Bank Governor, Philip Lowe. Most economists believe rates will be kept at 3.85% next Tuesday, but still tonight the chance of a rate rise is growing. The highest profile Reserve Bank boss in history on what's likely his final trip to the hottest hot seat in memory. I know the higher interest rates at the moment are very unpopular and they're hurting people. So what we're doing now is difficult, but it's necessary to avoid uh, more pain. As Dr Lowe testified, new monthly CPI figures show prices rose 6.8% in the 12 months to April, up from 6.3% in March, the first rise since December. Electricity, housing, food, coffee and fuel all driving costs. The higher than expected number increasing the chance of another rate rise on Tuesday. We're not going to declare victory until victory is um, achieved, so uh, we won't be declaring victory prematurely. Unless this government puts in place a proper plan, how can we expect relief for struggling families? With house prices back rising, rent is predicted to experience its biggest jump since the 1980s. The governor encouraging people to go back to the office and home offices go back to the people as spare rooms. Kids don't move out of home because the rent's too expensive or you decide to get a flatmate mm. uh, or a housemate. We need more people on average, to live in each dwelling. Workers can expect a pay rise, Dr Lowe said, but should be working harder, and the budget has helped, not hindered, inflation. And with that testimony this morning, Mr Speaker, the Reserve Bank Order. Governor absolutely torpedoed the rubbish argument that has been peddled by those opposite. Tonight, the revelation the Reserve Bank failed to properly pay its workers has linked the RBA with that other three-letter scandal that's engulfing Canberra. Have you hired a consultant to help you with that? Uh, we have. And, and who is that? And we hired PwC to help us um, <laughs> PwC. go through that work. Charles Croucher, Nine News. Yes, I'm not sure if many of you are following the PwC scandal. To summarise it briefly, is that uh, because the... Canberra Public Service is quite inefficient and slow. They outsource a lot of uh, tax and government consultancy work uh, to the, the big accounting firms, which PwC is one of them, used to be used to be PricewaterhouseCoopers. It has been uh, revealed this year uh, through a tax practitioners board investigation 
that uh, while PwC uh, was uh, uh, was advising uh, the the government on designing multinational tax arrangements, it was advising its clients at the same time using inside information. Uh, how to avoid, how to minimise uh, their uh, their tax obligations. Now, I saw one libertarian who claimed, "Well, this is good because uh, they It's good that this firm was helping their their clients uh, avoid or minimise their tax. Well, shouldn't everyone have the the same advantage when it comes to to minimising their taxes? I mean, these P- uh, PwC clients, they got an advantage." over their competitors because uh, their their accountants had inside information and it's it's similar in a way to well how nancy pelosi and her husband may uh, make uh, such a, a killing on the the stock market inside in information so yes uh, this is uh, this has uh, been wrong and when I hear this term consultant, like is consultancy, is it a real job? I, I, like, there's so many different uh, consultants, particularly in the uh, the political world. I a lot of the the talking heads on on Sky News and other mainstream media outlets, uh, consultants or from PR firms. Uh, there's all of these. Oh, this whole industry of uh, telling uh, people in government and media and what else uh, you should you should you should do. Now, going back to uh, what uh, what uh, Philip Lowe has has said, obviously he, <laughs> he he's just uh, well, he, he's just a messenger in this regard. Like he, because he basically admitted that supply is not going to keep up with demand and it's not his decision uh to uh to bring in uh all of these uh migrants over the the, the next two years and uh, now it's not just uh, a bipartisan uh this uh this uh mass mass migration post uh, post pandemic mass migration uh, all the minor parties uh, are on board including uh, Pauline Hansen's one nation so this is uh, from uh, SBS Hindi uh, so Pauline Hansen uh, said she's not anti-immigrant at all uh, she says she has no problem with Indian uh, migrants uh, I wonder if she described a uh, Indian Prime Minister uh, Nirita Modi as the the boss as well. So uh, she was uh, at a a Diwa a celebration uh, organised by the Hindu Council Council of Australia and the Federal uh, Parliament. Uh, so she told SBS, "I it's my first time to this event. It is lovely, warm, and very nice." And so. While mingling with members of the Indian community and posing for pictures, Ms. Hansen, who has called for a plebiscite on reducing migration to Australia, said she has no problem with Indian migrants. I'm not anti-migrant at all. The Indian community have actually given a lot to this country. They work hard and I've got no problem with that. People who don't assimilate, who have no regard for this country and our laws and our way of life don't come here. Uh, don't come here. India has been the largest source of migrants and new citizens to Australia for two years in a row, despite the cut in migrant numbers uh, pre 
pre-pandemic because this is actually a quite an old article from 28 uh it was updated uh last year but it was first published in 2018 uh, so it was recirculated this week uh by uh joel davis uh, on his uh, telegram and other socials and other nationalist accounts and uh pauline hansen's running mate uh, for uh, for the the queensland senate at the the last federal election was an uh australian indian uh businessman and uh fraser anning he one of his uh, Senate running mates in 2019 was uh, was Paul Taylor, who also is an Indian immigrant as well. Now, as I've previously said on last week's uh, program, a, obviously it, it is the Australian government and the, the parties uh, believe that uh, Indian mass migration is... Uh, mass that uh, migrants from india are going to assimilate better and they're not going to be uh, agents of a foreign government uh, which some of the chinese uh, immigrants to australia have uh, become so it's a geo it's a geopolitical uh, decision uh, to well, obviously have a both a a geopolitical alliance with india but also take in lots of Indians as well. Now, the reason, obviously, uh, that uh, the government says uh, we need all of this uh, mass migration into Australia is uh, because uh, there's a there's a skill shortage or labour uh, shortage, and it's still an issue, particularly in low low paid uh, professions such as well uh, the most urgent ones. Uh, aged care but also in hospitality as well uh, there there's still there, there's still countless uh, countless uh, job uh, vacancies now obviously there has been a a huge you you would say uh hysterical panic over artificial intelligence uh, the deep fakes the the chat uh, G, uh, uh, gtp it's been described as uh, posing a bigger threat to humanity as a new pandemic or uh, a nuclear holocaust uh, obviously a lot of people have seen the the terminator movies too many times and uh, now at the the end of uh, 2021 uh nine news they aired a segment on how some uh hospitality uh, hospitality businesses uh now uh, now because they couldn't get the the the, the waiters uh, that uh, they now have uh robot waiters a shortage of hospitality workers has forced some restaurants to look for futuristic solutions. Robots are now serving customers to fill in the gaps, but it doesn't come cheap. The newest employee at the Matterhorn Swiss restaurant is already impressing the boss. She did a four-day trial shift. <laughs> How'd she go? Fantastic. Well, she's still here. With lack of wait staff currently crippling the hospitality trade, Miss Bellabot is helping keep Chef Roland cooking. Has she allowed you to stay open during this time? 
100%. We've been able to stay open when a lot of restaurants had to close over the Christmas period. We got to that point where we had to look outside the box. The close to $30,000 investment, electronically mapped to cover each table from sensors on the roof, is not designed as a replacement waiter. She does the manual lifting from kitchen to table and table to kitchen. And that means more time for the host to host. What she does do is she allows us an extra six to seven minutes per table per night to service the table. One of the adjustments we all had to make was understanding and being mindful of where Bella was going so that we meet Bella at the table. So she's almost a glorified trolley. Only this trolley loves it when you rub her ears. The love going both ways for the husband and wife team with almost 80 years combined hospitality experience. So Leanne, does she have a permanent role here? Very definitely. Bella's never going anywhere. Um, as long as she keeps turning on, she stays with us. Just be careful about requesting happy birthday. OK, Bella, I think that's enough now. Mate. Mike Dalton, Nine News. Now, when I went uh, to the, the Phillip Island chocolate factory uh, back in early April, uh, they had a, a, a number of these uh, robot waiters. It was extremely uh, busy, the, the cafe uh, cafe cafeteria it was hard to get a a seat and so they utilize obviously obviously when you placed a placed a, you still placed an order at the 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 checkout uh, they even a the the ordering process is now being automated with uh, qr codes you can just scan the qr code at uh, your table and it gets sent to the, sent to the kitchen. Uh, so there could be a possibility that in the future you could have you could not deal with any staff at all at a restaurant. You just order through the QR code and get uh, delivered uh, by uh, one of these waiter robots. So it seemed to work well uh, when I was there. It's kind of cool seeing these these flash robot uh, machines there. And obviously in retail, uh, they have the the uh, self serve serve machines now, which is designed to uh, if you don't want to wait in in queue, you can get through faster through the 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 self uh, checkout. Despite what people say, it doesn't take people's jobs because you always need somebody to supervise these machines and fix them when they 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 break down but uh, we are going to be seeing more of of this but uh, obviously there there are uh, i mentioned the, the 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 terminator there are these these terminator fears that uh, the machines are going to turn turn on us i recently finished watch uh, watching a the the final season of the x-files i finally made it through all of it all 11 seasons and the the two movies there was an episode in the the final uh, season uh, where uh, Mulder and and scully uh, the, the 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 whole episode is about a their dealings with uh, ai and smart homes and drones and the episode begins where Mulder and Scully dine at this uh, fully automated uh, Japanese restaurant where there are actually no staff staff at all. It's the robots that also cook it, cook cook it, cook it as well. And uh, Scully gets a lift home in a driverless car, and she has a whole smart home which automatically orders things for her. 
and they end up being cornered in this factory uh, <laughs> with these uh, with these uh, machines looking like they're wanting to to, to kill them. Uh, but it's uh, the 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 robot from the the Japanese restaurant who's wanting a tip, and once Mulder tips them, even though. <laughs> there's no human to tip that's what make that makes the machines uh, uh, go away there are in the us there there are machines that ask uh, ask for a tip which is i, I if that happened in australia uh, there would be <laughs> there would be a lot of people saying you serious we're supposed to tip a a computer ordering machine or a robot waiter now obviously uh, going back to what F philip lowe said he said well the if you want to to make ends meet uh, uh work work longer hours and obviously that is that is advice that a lot of people uh, don't, don't don't like to to hear uh but it but it is true obviously if you work harder uh, you will earn more uh, you will advance in your uh, your chosen uh, career and uh, this this was uh, part of the advice that uh, uh, Professor Gigi Foster at UNSW, uh, you would uh, remember uh, that uh, I interviewed her on her books, The, the Great COVID Panic and Lockdown's Cost-Benefit Analysis. Uh, she was on uh, 60 Minutes a number of weeks back and gave some uh, frank advice about how Australians can uh, fix our current economic uh, decline and she would have got a, a new round of hate mail. When we say sticky prices in general in economics, we mean prices that take a while to budge once they are set, even if there are economic reasons why they should budge. But I think we are in for more high prices and uncertainty before all of this resolves. And I think, uh, unfortunately, it's going to be at least a, another couple of years before this really gets back to a, anything like what we saw pre-COVID. Gigi isn't afraid to tell Australians some uncomfortable truths, like during COVID when she controversially declared lockdowns were doing more harm than good. No death is okay, but welcome to life. Death is part of life. And we are killing more people by keeping ourselves locked down than we are saving. Now she's throwing a new grenade. Gigi claims our sluggish economy can partly be blamed on what she perceives as laziness and complacency amongst Australians. She's issuing an urgent call to action. Otherwise, she believes we'll end up in recession. Get off your, your lazy you know, couch and actually do something and it'll make you feel better too. So you think the, the pathway out of this is to actually just start working a bit harder? The pathway out is to recognize that we are in a lot of strife at the moment and it's on everybody's shoulders to try to get us out even if it wasn't everybody's fault that we got here because the government's not going to save us the government can't save us even if it wanted to the bank the rba can't save us the way that economies work their way out of recessions is through hard work and the pulling up by the bootstraps of the individual person on the street realizing you know what i've got to make this happen for myself uh, too often people look for scapegoats for their their life uh, uh, situation and 
it does uh, get te- get uh, tedious sometimes. I find when I see uh, nationalists say, "Well, it's all rigged against me. Uh, our way, uh, the reason why real wages aren't going up is because of the the mass migration that is happening and uh, depressing uh, wages." I, that's certainly what uh, Joel Davis uh, said uh, last week. But another reason for the inflation and the and our reduced living standards is uh, because, well, the, the government stopped uh, a lot of people from working uh, for, for two years. So there is a supply shortage. That is also uh, why uh, there are collapses in, uh, in uh, building firms and that because of the cost of materials. The fact that we are shutting down coal-fired power stations increasing uh, the uh, increasing the cost of energy because if you reduce supply of energy and uh, demand is the same prices uh, go up so a lot of the inflation is because of reduced supply uh, so it's also because we are shooting ourselves economically in the the foot with the fact that we <laughs> the the government uh banned people uh, from working uh, a lot of people from working for for two years and the world hasn't recovered and the fact that the government is forcing a lot of energy producers out of the business there so yes there is a lot that uh, you can do yourself uh, to to improve your own financial uh, situation which is not the advice a lot of people want to hear and uh, this was also uh, the uh, advice uh, that uh, the Western Western Australian of the Year, uh, Gina Reinhart, uh, said around a decade ago. Uh, so she said, there is no monopoly on becoming a millionaire. If you're jealous of those with more money, don't just sit there and complain. Do something to make more money yourself. Spend less time drinking, smoking, socializing, and more time working. Now, obviously, she was pilloried for that, Gina Reinhardt, because they they say, well, you inherited uh, your your father Lang Hancock's fortune. But she, it, obviously, she had a, a leg up because her father was a minor, but she in her own right has become the, the world's richest woman, the richest Australian. Uh, she now, Hancock Prospecting, uh, now has its own owned and operated mine which has been a dream of hers uh, when she was profiled for abc's australian story many years back she said she'd ha- never had a a normal uh, weekend uh, she said that uh, she, she'd always had her fingers on the ipad there was also things going on she also uh, gina reinhardt won uh, the 2023 uh, business award and uh, obviously she well, remember she's she's accused of being a well uh, to put it crassly a lot of people call her a, a greedy bitch uh, but uh, she uh, she is a a philanthropist but she does a lot of it under under the radar uh, so she uh, supports breast cancer research uh, and has also uh, sponsored uh, Australian uh, swimmers. Uh, she wanted to save Netball Australia, uh, but uh, they decided that uh, they were too too good for her mining money. And so Netball Australia, well, the, the Collingwood Magpies 
Super Netball team just folded. It's in all sorts of 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 trouble. In my opinion, uh, Gina Reinhardt should be uh, shouldn't just not be West Australian of the year. She should be Australian of the year. I mean, she 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 worked uh, really hard to achieve what she has achieved for Hancock prospecting. She is giving back on uh, in areas that are passionate to her and, and she does give advice that people uh, do, do not want to hear and now the awards were announced at a gala uh, dinner on 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 last friday night uh, today in western australia is western australia uh, day uh, so the event on friday also marked mark mcgowan's final engagement as a uh, western australian uh, premier and uh, obviously the 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 local media uh, were very uh, impartial uh, in in their reporting of uh, mark mcgowan's resignation uh, so this is nine news uh, perth the state daddy and then over at uh, the West Australian uh, newspaper owned by by Kerry Stokes, we'll get to we'll, we'll we'll get to him later in the the show. The West Australian was uh, Mark McGowan's uh, biggest uh, supporter uh, during the, the 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 COVID lockdowns period. Uh, so their analysis by Kate Emery, morning Mark McGowan, how to cope with uh, post state daddy syndrome and there's this whole whole uh cringe <laughs> like the, this is in part what feminism has done to to women uh, uh they have a literal uh state daddy now so this is this was a a a TikTok uh still a a woman has uh mark mcgowan uh in her bed there and there's a, another female uh, TikToker there uh, with all the things that she needs, including uh, Mark McGowan. Now, Mark McGowan, of course, is not just remembered uh, for his COVID uh, tyranny. He's also uh, remembered uh, for uh, his uh, video uh, pitch uh, to Aboriginal West Australians uh, to... Uh, to get vaccinated when he had a translator next to him uh, to translate uh, what he was saying <laughs> to Aboriginal English, which we all learned something that uh, Aboriginal English English is a is a language. And she was also there for his resignation speech. So he said, "I'm tired, Mark. Weak bastard. I'm exhausted. Mark can't handle accountability." And uh, the new Western Australian Premier, uh, it will be Roger Cook, who was uh, Mark McGowan's deputy. He was a uh, health minister until a reshuffle when he took on a number of other portfolios, such as infrastructure, trade, tourism. Uh, his uh, main rival uh, for uh, the, the premiership uh, was uh, 
the new health minister, Amber Jade Sanderson, you might remember her uh, during the, the summer of Omicron 2021-22, uh, she said the, the eastern states are essentially in lockdown. And I was like, that's news to me because I can go outside my property and not have to worry about Victoria Police uh, choking me outside. Pecosman says, can't WA please secede already? Well, they did vote for it in 1933, but uh, the eastern states didn't didn't recognise their secession. Uh, so they did, they did vote for it uh, 90 years ago. And it, even though the, the McGowan state daddy has uh, departed, there's only a a slight uh, bounce uh, for uh, the, the 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 West Australian Liberal uh, Party in the polls. Uh, obviously, in the state election, uh, the the two party preferred vote was uh, seventy to Labor, and thirty percent to. Uh, the Liberals, uh, it's narrowed now. Uh, Labor is at 61% and uh, Liberals are at 39%. Well, the Liberals aren't even the uh, the official opposition. The The state Liberal leader is uh, Libby uh, Metham. Uh, she is the, the member for, for VAS. There was a spill <laughs> late last year between the two lower house members. The other, the, the previous leader was David Honey, the, the member for Cottesloe. They had a, they had a spill uh, where... They have a number of upper house members, but the leader comes in the lower house. They had, they had a leadership contest between their, their two lower house members there. And now Anthony Albanese, uh, Airbus Elbow, uh, he has uh, well, been jet setting again, albeit in the, the Asia Pacific region. So he was in Singapore for the Shangri-La Dialogue. Uh, he he was uh, due to, to meet with the Singapore uh, Prime Minister, but he had COVID again, so was isolating. And then he had a bilateral visit uh, to Vietnam, where, imagine my shock, uh, Albanese uh, decided to well, have a drinking session with the, the local Vietnamese. <laughs> The other nickname I have for him is Albia because uh, how many at how many public events has he had a drink? Obviously, yeah, uh, the Australian Open tennis. He was there for th uh, for three days drinking drinking beer. He had a well St Patrick's Day uh, drink uh, as well. And well, he also sculled a beer at uh, a Gangs of Youth concert in, in 2022. He said he would govern like uh, Bob Hawke, uh, but he's more drinking like uh, <laughs> Bob Hawke. I'm working on a, uh, the, the next article I'm working on is uh, our boozy PM, Al Beer. I wonder if he's uh, on, a, on, a, on a flight from uh, 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 from Australia to, to London, he's ever he's he's broken David Boone's uh, record for number of beers in a single flight, which was allegedly 
52 uh, back in 1989 to an an Ashes uh, test there. But the reason why, well, the excuse why Anthony Albanese posted an official uh, prime ministerial video of him drinking beer with uh, uh, Vietnamese people is because uh, the beer was made with Australian uh, barley. So it was a proud Australian export and Anthony Albanese is back in Australia now. Uh, he was on ABC 730 tonight being interviewed by Sarah Ferguson and announced that he had achieved something in Vietnam, a grant that uh, the Vietnamese government had granted clemency to two Australians who are on death row. The Vietnamese government normally does this. They uh, uh, they have the, the death penalty for, well, things like uh, drug trafficking, uh, but uh, they normally uh, grant clemency if a, a uh, of the, the citizens of a country if their government requests it. I see Dawn Browning has entered uh, the chat. Though back home, there was uh, more uh, bad polling uh, for Anthony Albanese's, well, uh, what he wants to be uh, his uh, legacy. One of of the centerpieces of his legacy is, and that is the, the constitutionally enshrined uh, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander voice in the constitution. It's not just voice to parliament now, it is a voice uh, to the executive now. And a news poll in the Australian uh, showed that it is now 46% say of the sample are voting yes, 43% are voting no, and uh, 11 don't know. And if you have a look at the, because uh, it has the age breakdown, regional breakdown, and also education uh, breakdown, and it uh, it shows that uh, more that uh, more universe uh, majority of university educated uh, people are going to be voting uh, yes. It also shows that more metro people are going to be voting yes, and more. Uh, young Gen uh, Gen Ys and even some uh, Gen Zers are. Uh, so there's the the Labor and Teal pollster Cosamaras. He thinks that the demo, uh, age demographic demographics are destiny, and so he's uh, been quite arrogant the the whole time. Like the whole uh, yes campaign by saying, "Well, demographics will will carry the day." Well, they yes are more inclined to. Uh, vote yes, and so uh, inner city university educated uh, people. Not that uh, a university education actually makes you more smarter. I mean, we've seen what's being pumped out of of uh, universities and uh, what some academics spew. But yeah, the the yes campaign it, it just basically thought it would be a formality that uh, they could just uh, they could just uh, roll on the the symbolism. I mean, there's hardly been uh, hardly been a a thorough yes advertising campaign or ground game. Uh, the no campaign uh, has absolutely nailed na- nailed. The reasons to oppose the voice is that it'll mean that uh, some Australians have more of a say than others based on uh, who their ancestors were. We don't know uh, whether uh, this voice could have a veto power or it could hold up the business of government, uh, depending on how the the, the High Court rules. Uh, this was my 
uh, article from last week, uh, Voice Race Blackmail Gets Desperate, and this was the cartoon from Johannes Leek in The Australian last week. <laughs> so there's these nervous people at, uh, at, uh, at a bus stop. A, their posters all around a vote yes or else. Uh, so how do you think we'll vote in the upcoming ultimatum? And a lot of the, the, the yes advocates I see on social media say, oh, we should vote yes because of the symbolism, because voting no would set back reconciliation. And obviously, uh, we have had uh, had uh, people such as uh, Noel Pearson and Marsha Marsha Langton uh, be uh, quite uh, forceful uh, uh, when uh, criticising their opponents. Uh, so I mentioned uh, here that uh, Noel Pearson he uh, he called uh, Peter Dutton opposing the voice a Judas betrayal, and Marsha Langton. Uh, claimed his no campaign relies on deceit and misrepresentation. We had Albanese uh, last week uh, refer uh, to no campaigners and as chicken littles and claimed Australians won't fall, uh, fall for appeals to fear and the no campaign, an ever more ludicrous invitation to jump in our own shadows. But he was in damage control the next day uh, uh, on Radio 5WO in Adelaide and said that no voters are entitled to their views and aren't racist. It could be delayed if they think that they are going to lose. But it's been the their arrogance and the fact that they could they thought they could just uh, either uh, blackmail people or just go on the feel good and felt that they didn't need to compromise on any of the, the wording or limit it to just a parliament. They thought they, they could just get everything uh, because they th uh, they thought it would be similar to the, the same-sex marriage uh, survey, which of course wasn't a constitutional uh, referendum. But during the same-sex ma marriage uh, vote, the Yes campaign hardly did any major uh, major advertising campaigning. It was all the no, no, no side there. Yeah, it certainly, it, it certainly is not the cruisy, uh, cruisy. They're not, they're not going for the cruisy victory. So, uh, certainly not. In fact, I would say that a if the referendum does proceed in October this year, it will be voted down. Now, in terms of uh, having uh, needing to to change uh, the constitution to or close the the gap or because there's there's some uh, because it will help solve uh, injustice. Uh, I quite like the argument uh, from this uh, gentleman on Sky News Australia around about ten years ago when uh, he, 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 talk, he talked about how uh, British law, uh, had actually uh, benefited uh, Indigenous Australians. The thing about this too I'm mindful of is that the British law and our constitution as it's framed um, has allowed for enormous benefits and strides when it comes to the rights of Indigenous people and changes within uh, the, the broader body politic when it comes to Indigenous people. I mean, the Mabo decision went to the High Court and the High Court ruled in favour of that claim under British law. Mm. So, the, you know, I, 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 I'm fairly conservative when it comes to meddling with these types of things because I think you need to govern for all, it needs to be a constitution for all, and as it stands now, British law, the Australian constitution, the Australian settlement has been shown that it can work for Indigenous people as well. Not to say that there aren't 
huge areas of concern, um, but we're a long way from even understanding what we are talking about, mm. let alone getting down to taking opinion polls. Well, good on and you, I think Stan's, I think Stan's view bloke, is pretty bloke. well exactly what reflects the fact that Australians yeah. are hesitant to do those things, and you're in a position who, um, to see that. And as I say, it is hard. You've pointed out it's very hard to get them up, so you want to do it right, as you say, Dick. Yes, he makes a, a sound constitutional, uh, conservative constitutionalist argument there, that guy uh, from 10, 10 years ago, uh, before he joined uh, the ABC and, well, <laughs> not just uh, went through a, well, a, a, a change in his outlook on Australia, but also a change in uh, his skin colour as well. Now, moving on to, well, uh, the, the, the big, uh, 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 big developments in uh, Australia's legal system uh, this, this past week. We had last Thursday, Australia's, it, it was, it's been called Australia's most expensive uh, defamation case. Uh, so Ben Robert Smith, a Victoria Cross uh, recipient, veteran of the war in Afghanistan, uh, Australia's most uh, most decorated living uh, living veteran. Uh, he had launched defamation action against uh, the nine uh, publishing company, the Canberra Times, and journalists Nick McKenzie and Chris Masters, who accused him of an unlawfully killing Afghan uh, civilians and committing war crimes in a series of uh, reports at, in newspapers and on 60 Minutes in 2018. And now this was, uh, before I go on uh, to the, 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 the more, con uh, the, the, obviously the, the consequential, uh, consequential uh, uh, after, aftermath, of a so this was this was not a, a a decision reached by a jury it wasn't a jury defamation case it was a judgment by federal uh, court justice anthony uh, besenko uh, so he he uh, he ruled and uh, the 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 age and uh, other other uh Channel Nine, a, a newspaper, websites, television, and radio—they've been having a wall-to-wall -wall victory, a victory lap, and so it, uh, they, they provided a summary of uh, well, what a, what uh, Justice Besenko uh, said, uh, what uh, 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 ruled was substantially true in their. Uh, reporting, uh, so uh, Justice uh, Bajenko, uh, he found that uh, claims were substantially true. That uh, and I am just quoting what uh, the the age is uh, reporting. Remember, he is not a a war criminal or a murderer because he hasn't been uh, convicted in a criminal capacity. Uh, he would. There, there are investigations by the Office of Special uh, Office of Special Investigator and the Department of Defense, and, the, and there is an investigation by the Australian Federal Police. Uh, so uh, this is what uh, they they found 
the justice found uh, claims were substantially true that he murdered a unarmed Afghan civilian by kicking him off a cliff and procuring other soldiers to shoot him. Uh, he, as say, he committed murder by pressuring a newly deployed soldier to execute an elderly unarmed Afghan uh, to blood the rookie. He committed murder by machine gunning a man with a prosthetic leg. And also mentioned that uh, he took the prosthetic leg back to Australia and encouraged his soldiers to use it as a no novelty uh, beer drinking uh, vessel. What was not proven is that he uh, committed an act of domestic uh, violence against a, a woman and that he was a hypocrite who publicly supported Rody Rosie Batty while committing do uh, domestic, uh, well, while he abused a woman in private, that was not proven. But the uh, Justice uh, Bashenko said that, uh, well, all of these other proven uh, proven claims, uh, his uh, reputation is already ruined. That it's inconsequential that they that those uh, domestic violence allegations weren't weren't proven. So obviously, uh, well, led uh, by uh, the nine newspapers uh, and uh, 60 Minutes, uh, they dedicated uh, their whole show uh, last night to a, a victory victory lap. Uh, they claimed it was a, a win for journalism. Uh, Nick McKenzie, uh, he said that uh, a, the uh, the judge uh, found that Ben Robert Smith was a war criminal liar and uh, and and a bully Nick McKenzie can can say that now in in public it's it's not found to be uh, defamatory but it, he he hasn't been found guilty in a criminal sense of these and obviously there is uh, there, there was the 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 much a much talked about Brereton uh, report in 2020, uh, which claimed it crowned, found credible evidence of 39 murders committed by Australian uh, uh, troops, excluding so-called uh, fog of war uh, incidents. Now, uh, Ben Robert Smith, uh, he uh, was backed by his boss, uh, Kerry Stokes, the owner of Channel 7 and the West Australian newspaper. After he retired uh, from the ADF, Ben Robert Smith, he worked uh, for Kerry Stokes, first as the uh, the manager of 7 Queensland, then as the general manager of 7 Brisbane. Uh, so it was a de facto uh, defamation trial we had nine up against uh, seven and Kerry Stokes following the verdict said that these allegations uh, they don't fit with the man that I know. Now 41 Australians died uh, in uh, Australia's longest war lasted 20 years and uh, the US-led uh, coalition uh, they overthrew the the Taliban uh, in uh, when, at the end of 2001, only uh, to uh, to replace the Afghan government uh, with the the Taliban when they left in 2021. So spending 20 years nation building to replace the Taliban with uh, the Taliban, and Ben Robert Smith and the other SAS soldiers, they they have no choice about where they're deployed. They were deployed basically to a civil war on the other side of the world. And 
you know, when uh, when there is a civil war in a in a country, you don't know who is friend or foe, and the uh, it was. It, it was one of the most dangerous conflicts for any of our soldiers to, to be in this type of urban warfare. And so, it, it, so they're in a, they're in a foreign country where it's hard to tell who is friend or foe. Uh, there, there, there was uh, instances of Afghan trained uh, soldiers uh, turning on the, the Western, uh, Western soldiers and, and, and killing them. Uh, so it, it obviously uh, it uh, being in that type of ty- type of dangerous environment there can be mistakes that are uh, that are made obviously like, no, uh, not many of us could do what they do they like, as i just said 41 australians died over in uh fighting in the war of Af- afghanistan 34 as a result of enemy action like obviously if you're in a war conflict zone i'm talking generally i mean it doesn't give you commission to just kill anyone that you like obviously during the vietnam war the my lay massacre committed by the the u.s soldiers uh was outrage was uh, it caused outrage but like the like uh, but again uh, the Vietnam War, because it was a civil war, you didn't know who was friend or foe. Like in, take for example, World War II uh, on the on the on the Kokoda, it was pretty clear uh, who uh, was on the Australian side. It was the obviously the Australian soldiers who were overwhelmingly uh, Anglo-Australian, and the enemy well, was Japanese. And Japanese people, they they have uh, they have a particular uh, appearance, uh, so they they easily uh, stand out. Now, my opinion is that uh, we shouldn't have been in Afghanistan to begin with. If we wanted to take retribution for not uh, when I say we, uh, if the U.S. wanted to take retribution uh, for the 9/11 attacks, it should should have uh, overthrown the Saudi government. Uh, who, because the uh, most of uh, the 9/11 hijackers were Saudis, uh, received Saudi financing. There were uh, the the 28 pages implicates uh, members of the Saudi government in 9/11. So uh, the justification for going there uh, was that uh, apparently Af- Afghanistan was harboring Bin Laden. Uh, some bin Laden who well he was a Saudi but he was ended up founding in in Pakistan there and we didn't overthrow the the Pakistani government when that happened there so it obviously obviously they shouldn't have been there in the in the first place and there it, it has been well uh f- filtered up uh that many of the the uh the sas soldiers did did too many uh tours and so it because yeah none of us none of us uh, can ever imagine ourselves in that situation there now obviously uh, there are a lot of anti-australian uh, uh, australian people who hate 
uh, the Anzac legend, particularly the Greens. Uh, David Shoebridge wants uh, the Ben Robert Smith uh, exhibition at the Australian War Memorial to be uh, taken down. There's calls for his Victoria Cross to be uh, 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 to be uh, stripped, even though he earned that uh, in bravery in another battle. Now, I think before any any of no decision like that should be made uh, unless he is uh, found uh, guilty of of war crimes and murder in a, a a criminal court and he hasn't we don't know if he will there is the possibility that uh, he could appeal uh, this uh, this defamation finding uh, regardless i mean he is uh, this was devastating this uh, defamation uh, verdict he's had to resign as uh, seven queensland general manager his lawyer arthur moses uh, sc glass berejiklian's boyfriend has said it could be appeal he might have to pay uh, all of the costs all the the 25 million kerry stokes has got his has, has got his uh, victoria cross as collateral and now a lot of his own SAS soldiers uh, testified against him at that uh, that uh, defamation trial. Uh, so, although there's uh, Nick McKenzie's trying to spin it like, look, we're not. Uh, it wasn't about. Uh, uh, it, it wasn't about uh, taking down the the S the SAS. Uh, it was it was about telling the story of the the brave men who saw who this was Nick McKenzie's word who who, who wanted to speak out and uh, make sure that the SAS uh, that it it remains an honourable uh, Australian military force and uh, Nick McKenzie. He's been doing a, a media blitz uh, victory lap. Uh, now, this uh, high, uh, this uh, f uh, defamation finding doesn't mean that Nick McKenzie is uh, always right uh, here on other matters. He's got a, a, a book that's coming out, uh, Crossing the Line, Nick McKenzie. I wonder if you'll do another Stan uh, documentary where he'll be crying in the car about uh, all of the, 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 the stress of the of the of, of the the uh the ben robert smith uh, defamation uh trial now so 60 minutes had the the victory vic, uh, victory lap on uh, on on their their program sunday night uh tom steinford actually presented it he interviewed nick mckenzie and chris masters they were the interview subjects tom, tom steinford was the reporter over over on uh channel 7 spotlight program Liam Bartlett, who used to be a 60 Minutes reporter, uh, he interviewed uh, Bruce Learman, uh, the man uh, Brittany Higgins accused of raping her at uh, Parliament House in March of 2019. The the trial uh, was aborted uh, because one of the the jurors uh, had uh, material. Uh, on witness coaching, which wasn't uh, permitted. The jury had been deadlocked until a mistrial was declared. The uh, prosecutor, Shane Drumgold SC, said that uh, he would not be seeking a retrial because of the risk to Brittany Higgins' life. Uh, he called for an inquiry, which is the Sofranoff inquiry, where he is being put on trial. The fact that uh, the Australian Federal Police 
uh, didn't believe there was uh, sufficient evidence uh, to charge Bruce Lehman. Uh, now, I watched it last night. It goes for an hour and 23 minutes, the, 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 the sit-down. Uh, so we got to see not just uh, the questions that uh, Liam Bartlett put to, to Bruce Lehman, but the, the CCTV uh, from uh, the, uh, the, the Friday night drinks uh, that uh, Higgins and Lehman had uh, with colleagues in uh, Defence Department uh, staff, but also uh, when uh, they entered Parliament House after uh, 1 a.m., on the, the the Saturday morning when they got past security and were escorted to Linda Reynolds' office. Now, Bruce Lehman, he, uh, he said, claims that he went back to uh, Parliament House to collect his uh, house keys and also his uh, pass. And he said that Brittany Higgins, uh, she, uh, she, she said to him, this is what he claimed that he that she also had to, to pick up some some things. Now Bruce Lehman says that they both went in different directions. He made notes at his desk and Brittany Higgins went to uh, her office and that he left 40 minutes later without her. Now Liam Bartlett asked, why didn't you check on her? Because she was found several hours later on Linda Reynolds' couch naked. And he said, oh, because he, because after midnight, they kept going to, uh, to another, uh, another uh, uh, bar called Club 88. Uh, there was a witness who uh, said that they claim, uh, who, who claimed that they saw uh, Brittany Higgins and Bruce Lehman uh, kissing on a couch. Uh, Bruce Lehman denies that. And uh, Brittany Higgins, in her uh, interview with Lisa Wilkinson, claimed that Bruce Lehman plastered her with drinks. His uh, credit card statement said that he only spent $40 on drinks that night. Now, when you look at uh, the, the security footage of uh, Bruce Lehman and Brittany Higgins entering, entering Parliament House, uh, Brittany Higgins, she doesn't look totally wasted intoxicated she look looks tipsy she looks very excited to to be there at that hour she's wearing that cocktail dress uh, that she claimed she didn't wear for six months afterwards even though she wore it at an election function because the election was at in may 2019 uh, uh in may 2019 uh margo uh has uh, joined us but uh, decided to listen to Avi Yemeni and uh, Real Rakshan's opposition podcast. Uh, they had on Heston Russell, a, another uh, SAS uh, veteran. He is suing the ABC who accused him of uh, war crimes. And he believes that uh, you shouldn't be able to uh, accuse uh, war veterans of, uh, of, you shouldn't be able to air allegations against veterans in the media. It should all be a judicial process. He believes that there should be a special, a, a special exemption uh, from accusing accusing veterans of uh, misconduct uh, when they're on duty. But uh, going back to uh, the uh, the Seven News spotlight now. 
Higgins, uh, she told Lisa Wilkinson, and we got to hear uh, because uh, Lisa Wilkinson's uh, producer uh, recorded uh, the the pre uh, the the pre interview uh, chat uh, between uh, between Lisa, him, Brittany Higgins, and her fiance uh, David uh, Shiraz. And it was basically planned out that she would resign on the the Friday. I the interview would air on the Monday, and uh, the Sam Maiden piece would come out on the Monday. And she said that oh, it'd be incredibly hard to uh, prove any criminal charges. I just want to stop him getting uh, pre-selection in a seat like uh, Wentworth. And despite the fact that she like well, said she was this traumatized rape victim it's a they're they're having some like they're even cracking cracking jokes over 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 dinner when they're discussing how they're going to to plan this and now lisa wilkinson uh what seven new spotlight did is that uh they it, it, lisa wilkinson suggests uh stuff that uh, Brit, uh Brittany higgins say which she does say in the the interview coaching coaching her and now this is not uh, like obviously in uh, you should uh, uh, you should be when you're interviewing somebody. I know when I'm uh, in interviewing uh, somebody, I'm inquisitive. I, I I certainly don't coach the people I interview, but this is common practice uh, in uh, a lot of the the media uh, when a a in interviewer is trying to spin a narrative like me too uh, they will coach a a subject uh seven news spotlight a number of years back it might have been sunday night they interviewed craig mclaughlin who was uh, accused of sexual misconduct on the uh, on the, the the rocky horror uh show theater production he was found not guilty of any of the the allegations uh uh, the the seven, uh, seven news uh, spotlight got him to react to the ABC uh, journalist coaching coaching the 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 girls uh, on their their answers. It uh, it reminded me of uh, the 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 current affairs parody program uh, Frontline from thirty years ago, made by the Working Dog Team, who are going to be back this week with the fifth season of uh, Utopia, set at the National Building Authority. Anthony Albanese's spin has given them another season, but in Frontline, which was a parody of current affairs shows in the in Australia in the early nineties, the main character Mike Moore, played by Rob Sitch, he. Uh, he was a parody of uh, Mike Moore, uh, sorry, of Stan Grant and Ray Martin at the time. And uh, his, uh, Rob Sitch's wife, Jane Kennedy, played the ambitious uh, female reporter, uh, Brooke Vandenberg. And she used to coach interview subjects on what to say during the interview. So it very much reminded me of that. Now, it seemed to me that both, uh, both uh, Bruce Lehman and Brittany Higgins are uh, not telling the the truth at the end of the day it's a he said she said they probably did have sex uh how else uh how else would Brittany higgins end up naked uh on a couch if she just went on her own and obviously uh there was that witness who said that they were kissing in the corner and uh 
Bruce Learman, he was in a relationship at the time. And so a, you would, you, uh, if you were wanting to cheat on your girlfriend, uh, you could cover it up with late night parliamentary business. Now, I, Linda Reynolds, chief of staff at the time, uh, Fiona Brown claimed that uh, uh, Bruce had told her that they went back to drink whiskey at his office. Bruce Lehman was was sacked uh, a, when their, their late night entrance was uh, discovered, but Brittany Higgins wasn't fired, maybe because she claimed that she was raped. But the, the following Monday after uh, their 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 friday night saturday morning at parliament house they had a coffee together so Brittany higgins clearly wasn't so traumatized she still met bruce lehman uh, for coffee so clearly it should never have gone to trial because nothing could be proven there was no dna evidence Brittany higgins was found to have uh, at the very least misled i misled investigators i mean the dress is just one ex example and obviously uh, there was the political element as well the the the, the well uh, the media wanted to attack the the morrison uh, government uh, as well uh young liberals behaving badly uh was a, is a is another another angle that uh, particularly uh the female uh, fem female journalists want to push now, Bruce Lehman, he settled with News Corp, his defamation action against News Corp last week, uh, which they're not paying him any compensation. They're just paying some of his legal fees and Samantha Maiden's articles are still online. And uh, there is still the defamation action against Lisa Wilkinson and the project and also ABC News as well. Uh, now, uh, going on to other legal news. And uh, so uh, the AFL closed its investi in investigation into uh, racism or oh, uh, ac accusations of mistreatment of uh, Hawthorne Indigenous uh, players uh, by former coach Alistair Clarkson, assistant uh, coach uh, Chris Fagan and uh, former uh, welfare officer whose name was his name always his name always always escapes me I'll get to it um well they uh, yeah uh Jason Burt I think is his name but uh, they finally outed themselves uh, because they are now taking their their case uh, to the Australian Human Rights uh, Commission. Uh, so, uh, four-time premiership uh, player uh, Cyril Rioli, uh, he is he, he outed himself as uh, one of the the four uh, First Nations family. Uh, his wife Shannon uh, Asham Rioli. Uh, Jermaine and Montana Miller Lewis, Leon Egan, and Carl Peterson, and so they they claim here that uh, that uh, we never asked for money. I uh, all we ever wanted was to sit with the coaches and officials we looked up to, and who had such control over our lives and future, and make them understand what we heard, what had an impact on our lives, and to listen to to them to. Uh, uh, 
and listen to them tell us their own truths, even why they thought they were helping us. None of us deserve this public shit show, including them, but they've now made their choice and we will bring uh, bring them to the Human Rights Commission conciliation to listen to the truths that they don't want to hear. And if they still won't listen, then we'll end up in the federal court where we'll tell our truths in the witness box, but they will hear us one way or another. We believe that with the passing of time, the Hawthorne Football The Hawthorne Football Club will acknowledge that our suffering and pain uh, was real. Uh, now, Bert, he has said uh, that uh, bring it on, uh, that uh, that I want to go all the way to the federal court to, to clear my name. Alistair Clarkson is on a mental health leave from his North Melbourne uh, job. Uh, now, uh, Cyril Rioli, he uh, retired in 2018 because... I, because he claimed that he was uh, mis, uh, racially mistreated. And he said the final straw was a joke that Hawthorne president Jeff Kennett uh, made about his wife Shanine's designer ripped jeans at the airport, offering loose change to help sew them. Comments he claims was a joke. And uh, Sean said, I felt belittled and humiliated. The club said I was overreacting but they were betraying me as the angry black woman. They later said I wanted to go home to Darwin for a while. That's not right. So, yeah, so, yeah, apparently a joke by Jeff Kennett uh, about uh, designer ripped jeans. Like, it's not the funniest joke ever, but apparently that joke was racist, according to Sirioli and his, and his wife there. Now, there are more laws against free speech uh, being uh, being proposed. Uh, so uh, we had over the weekend uh, two uh, National Socialist Network members, uh, Michael uh, Michael Nelson and Nathan Bull, uh, in the Melbourne uh, CBD. Uh, doing the Nazi salute with a T-shirt uh, that said six million, uh, that a bit much with a question mark. Now, they had allegedly uh, gate-crashed a Iranian, uh, a pro-Iranian uh, protest. So it looks like it's got uh, Devere Abramovich's face on there. And so Devere said to the Daily Mail, it is an outrage that those inflamed with virulent anti-Semitism who are using the evil of this gesture as a relent right to intimidate and terrorize the community still have the law on their side. Let's be clear, performing this salute is a call for murder and a Holocaust survivor seeing it, it tears a hole in the heart and is threatening as being held up with a gun. Now, you can uh, guarantee uh, that after the Andrews government has banned the Nazi salute, that they will also ban, well, public denial, questioning of uh, the the Holocaust. I'm not sure if they could make it illegal, uh, illegal completely, but that'll be next there. And up in Queensland, they're wanting to go all out and uh, have a three-year jail term for uh, bigoted hate speech, including online, the Criminal Code Serious Vilification and Hate Crimes and Other Legislation Amendment Bill. 
uh, increases the penalty for bigoted public statements from six months to three years. And so it covers any form of communication to the public, including speaking, writing, printing, displaying notices, broadcasting, telecasting, screening or playing tapes or otherwise recorded materials by electronic means. So Queensland could end up with even worse anti-free speech laws uh, than Victoria. And what the hell is that ad there? This pops up everywhere from mm, TMU. So it looks like that they've got these, what is it, these like uh, things to put on a, a, man, a man's penis and some urinal thing. It's like the, remember the wish things. Like this is on Cauldron Paul, a, a, a conservative Christian website there. Yeah, so that is... I should I should let uh, either Ben Davis or Evelyn Ray know this is the ads that are popping up on 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 your website. I'm sure they'll I'm sure they'll be mortified. Well, now I've gone almost completely over time, so let's go through a the the updates on the the 2024 uh, uh, U.S. presidential election. Uh, so uh, we we've already got. Uh, Nikki Haley and uh, Tim Scott and Ron DeSantis challenging uh, Donald Trump. Obviously, there's Vimit Ramasharki. Rom uh, I don't consider him a serious candidate. And looks like Trump's former vice president, uh, Mike Pence, will announce his bid for the Republican nomination uh, for president. And he coincidentally just got cleared of mishandling uh, classified documents. There is no such clearance for uh, Donald uh, Trump. Now, obviously, uh, Joe Biden, uh, he is facing a challenge uh, from Marianne Williamson and Robert F. Kennedy, but the Democrats are going to rig the primaries again. Uh, so, uh, so that uh, Biden uh, will cruise through to the nomination. There's going to be no uh, debates, uh, though if Biden, well, if Biden's uh, health deteriorates to the point of incapacity or death, uh, then he won't be the 2024 U.S. presidential nominee. And uh, he had a, another fall, uh, which uh, has garnered much uh, chatter and reaction. Now, in fairness, Biden did up, it did get up uh, pretty quickly, uh, which is it's not bad for an eighty-year-old. Uh, so he did look like he'd lost his direction there, and aid had to steer him in the in the right uh, dire uh, direction. There, remember that uh, previously, uh, when he was cycling in Delaware, when he uh, stopped his bike, he, he fell over sideways. It started a new trend of Bidening, uh, where cyclists took photos of themselves lying on the ground on their bike. Uh, now, Trump, who not only is in great physical health, but also mental health as well, he was asked for reaction. He's at the Air Force Academy. He actually fell down. Well, I hope he wasn't hurt. I hope he wasn't hurt. But it's the whole thing is, look, the whole thing is crazy. You got to be careful about that. You got to be careful about that because you don't, you don't want that. Even if you have to tiptoe down a ramp, you got to tiptoe. 
Now, YouTube, the one of the platforms that I'm streaming to, uh, updated I, their policy on US election misinformation, which, uh, well, uh, Richard Walsencroft from the report in Tiger Mountain has had several videos taken down uh, for questioning uh, the uh, results of the 2020 US presidential election. Uh, so they said that with the 2024 campaigns well underway, we will start removing content that advances false claims that widespread fraud errors or glitches occurred in the 2020 and other past pre past US presidential elections. And uh, they preface to say that uh, uh, this specific aspect of our misinformation policy represents just one piece of a broad holistic approach towards supporting elections on YouTube. Here's what isn't changing. Uh, you can't promote misinformation about uh, where and when an election is, is taking place, uh, that, uh, uh, that uh, you can't... Uh, uh, promote false claims that would materially discourage voting, including those disputing the validity of mail-in voting. And they still have their hate speech, harassment, incitement to violence uh, policy. So they, they still believe YouTube uh, that their false claims of widespread fraud, uh, that their false claims uh, that that widespread fraud errors and glitches occurred in the 2020 election, uh, but you're allowed to say it on, on YouTube now, which, and I think this is a reaction to Elon Musk allowing such uh, such discussion now on, on Twitter. Obviously he now allows, uh, he's gotten rid of Twitter's uh, COVID misinformation policy. YouTube certainly hasn't gotten rid of their COVID misinformation sorry i should do misinformation in inverted commas commas there uh is because i've had several tim's news explosion episodes taken down uh for reporting news uh surrounding COVID. there was a obviously the 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 big story out of out of twitter was that uh because the Daily Wire was planning to give away for free on on Twitter, uh, Matt Walsh's uh, "What Is a Woman" a documentary, uh, but they got an email from Twitter saying that it would be, well, it's it would be censored, its reach would be limited uh, because of hate speech, misgendering, and of course, they were perplexed because Elon Musk has said that Twitter is now for free speech. He has said personally that anyone uh, who has been fa found guilty of mutilating a child should go to prison. And so this seemed like there was still a, a, a large number of censors still working in Twitter's trust and safety uh, team. One of them resigned. And Elon Musk ended up uh, pinning uh, Matt Walsh's uh, What is a Woman documentary uh, to the top of his Twitter feed. It's now been viewed over 100 million times on this Memorial Day long weekend. Now, back when it first uh, premiered last year, Dewey DeBoer, uh, my former Trad Tasman Talk co-host, wrote a review. And uh, uh, Dewey DeBoer, when it comes to uh, the the uh, transgender issue. Uh, he uh, is as blunt as Matt Walsh is. So he called it, uh, what is a woman is an expose on evil. And so a, lo uh, 
a lot of the the film is Matt Walsh speaking to these uh, moronic academics who can't answer this basic question: uh, "What is a woman?" Spoiler spoiler alert: as an adult human female. And uh, the Babylon Bee has uh, well, they revealed that uh, damning leak revealed that Matt Walsh knew what a woman was uh, this whole time. Now, I think that uh, this uh, Elon, this uh, uh, this censorship of what is a woman by Twitter and then being promoted by Elon Musk, I reckon it was a 4D chess move uh, by Elon Musk to promote this film, but also to promote that, look, I'm still weeding out uh, the, the anti-free speech people in Twitter. I'm still draining the Twitter swab. I'm determined to return free speech to, to, to Twitter. So... Yeah, I reckon this was a this was a this was a strategic move by Musk to basically because he called it himself the Streisand effect. Uh, my company, uh, some people at my company tried to censor it. Look, now it's now now it's bigger now. And so yeah, I reckon that this was maybe Elon Musk's plan, <laughs> his plan all along because now uh, people love Twitter and Elon Musk even more and uh, a lot more people are going to want to stay on uh, Twitter now and not migrate to uh, Donald Trump's Truth Social, which is now available finally in in Australia. It's the only place to, to view uh, Donald Trump's public statements uh, on uh, Truth Social. And uh, on uh, Truth Social, uh, Donald Trump, a number of days, number of days ago, he uh, he congratulated uh, Kim Jong Un of on a getting what was it uh, he, he was able to get a get a get some seat on the the World Health Organization. He posts a lot of things here. Now I've uh, created an account over on uh, Truth Social. So if you want to go over and create an account, uh, make sure that you follow. Yeah, I can't find his, uh, his praise of, of Kim Jong-un's uh, post there. Never, never mind. But yes, uh, so I just set up mine this afternoon. Uh, so I'm following 22. I uh, haven't got any followers as, as yet. I did my first post promoting tonight's program there. Now I've gone way over time. Uh, so I will briefly uh, cover uh, the fact that uh, Melbourne's uh, Doherty Institute, uh, they, they have done a, a study in vitro, which was just in a test tube, uh, that a particular kind of garlic uh, can uh, treat uh, the COVID-19 and other other influenza, but it hasn't been tested on humans. Uh, it, it hasn't had human trials. I'm sure there'll be many who will want to to, vo uh, to volunteer. Uh, so Brett Sutton, he uh, his post from February 2020, uh, where he said that uh, I he said that uh, garlic isn't going to keep you safe uh, from COVID. Now, obviously. More, uh, more, more tests need to be done uh, to to prove that this works in humans as this this treatment. If it turns out to to treat COVID, this particular kind, uh, particular type of 
uh, garlic. This study uh, was commissioned uh, by a, a garlic growers a association, but it was conducted by the Doherty Institute, which of course is a respected uh, biomedical research research facility institute around the University of of Melbourne. So. Not only can it help you recover from COVID, possibly, uh, but it also uh, keeps away the vampires as well, two in one. But also getting the vaccine uh, protects you from vampires because vampires don't want to drink (laughs) pure, pure blood. Now, an update on last week's uh, UK news. Uh, Now, Mizzy, uh, the TikTok terrorist, uh, he is still getting platformed by the, the mainstream media. In fact, I think Talk TV might give him like a contract as a regular contributor. He was on another Talk TV program. Uh, they, they can't get enough, uh, the Talk TV hosts, of uh, feeling Maurice superior by telling Mizzy, you are an idiot for what you have done. And uh, Philip Schofield, uh, the uh, disgraced uh, former ITV This Morning host, he's now gone on the PR counter offensive to say that he's the real victim. Uh, I'm I'm being driven to, uh, 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 I'm being driven to 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 suicide. I could end up like Catherine Flack, who's a, a who was a British presenter who killed herself uh, because of press reporting that uh, she assaulted her then boyfriend and claims that he didn't uh, he, he, he didn't groom uh, the runner boy, that uh, it's just something that happened in the dressing room once he was over 18 and we were working together or oh, well, I didn't uh, I didn't you know uh, fancy him when we first started uh, chatting and I gave him advice. And so it's actually looking like the media might might buy this. And uh, breaking news, Holly Willoughby, uh, she is back hosting uh, this morning. So her career is uh, is is looks like it will uh, survive. And oh, even Philip Schofield, if he can, if he, because he did a soft interview with the the BBC. Imagine the the BBC doing a soft interview uh, for a groomer. Um, so yeah, it's incredibly well played, well played by, uh, whoever's PR advising him, but, uh, that is all that I've got time for completely run out of time. Uh, so thank you uh, so much, uh, for joining me once again. I know I feel that uh, YouTube is suppressing the, the Wilmsfront channel again. Remember upcoming events, uh, Nick Patterson's trial has been moved. Uh, to the 28th of August, 15-day trial there. And also on the uh, Saturday, the 17th of June, uh, so not this Saturday, the next Saturday, there is a rally against Smart Cities, which is at uh, Pioneers Park in Berwick. And uh, there's going to be a new report from Tiger Mount with Wilson Croft on the Unshackled YouTube channel later this week when the uh, second strike is over. And of course, uh, I'll be posting more on the unshackled.net in the week. And uh, remember, if you uh, don't fancy sending through a super chat, but want to uh, support the Unshackled's work, uh, you can take out an Unshackled membership 
uh, where you can take out a bronze membership, $5 per month, silver, $10 per month, gold, $25 per month, platinum, $50 per month. I'll see you all again next Monday for Tim's News Explosion. It'll probably be another epic news week. Uh, so thank you so much for watching again. Stay safe, stay sane, stay warm, uh, stay free, uh, and uh, also uh, stay happy as well. Good night, everybody. Tim's News Explosion. 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 Tim's news explosion.